This is exactly right. Hey, Scotty. Hey, Curdy B. Ooh, I've been sitting on this one for a while. <laughs> I'm pretty excited about it. All right, dude. Not only does it have a title, but it also has uh, a pull quote right after the title. Amen. Here it comes. Instagrammers are swarming this turquoise lake. It's actually a toxic dump. <laughs> we, we ask that in the pursuit of the selfie not to fall into the ash dump. <laughs> So I'm taking it's a Russian story or the worst Italian accent I've ever heard. Let's get into a little toxic swimming on a very swirly episode of Bananas. Guys, gals, non-binary pals, welcome to the silliest little podcast there ever once was. It's Bananas. That's Scotty Landis. That's my favorite comic, Kurt Brownoller. We are on the Exactly Right Network. You know mm-hmm. that. You know that. You come for the murder, you stay for the banana boys, and that's what we're all about. Uh, I am uh, I am currently very uh, wet. Um, I am. I'm trying a new thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> always trying a new thing. Yeah, uh, it was it was like I had I, I essentially I was like I finished walking the dog. We're, yes. we're recording at three p.m. Finished the walking dog at like two yes. seventeen, okay. and I was like, "Can I work out before bananas?" Yeah, and so I got this thing called a rebounder many years ago, which is okay. a, a trampoline. It's a tiny yes. trampoline, but they call it yes. a rebounder. It's very sure. cute. And uh, I used it once and then mm-hmm. never used it again. And then, but then my wife started using it and she's like, it's a really great workout. You just put like yeah. a YouTube video on or whatever and bounce on a freaking trampoline. You jump around. <laughs> That's fun. And so, yeah, I just did that for 20 minutes uh, and I'm soaking wet. Uh, yes. And so let's see, let's see if it, if I'm juiced up, if I'm really- juiced up for this pod now. I bet you are. I mean, you're you're definitely damp. We can definitely <laughs> say you're damp. Um, do you remember in like the late '80s, definitely in the '90s, maybe even the early 2000s? In some magazines, there would be this exercise thing, and it would be like get a full workout in nine minutes. But it was like a yes. chair, and it had all these levers. And oh no, I don't remember the chair. Oh, it was crazy. <laughs> it looked like a wheelchair was attached to like chitty chitty bang bang and i like it was like you get the full body in nine i gotta find this thing it was pre-nordic track insanity but uh i bet i can find one on craigslist for like 10 i bet i can find one for free just like get this monstrosity out of my garbage Uh, Um, i love that i used to i used to have like an app on my phone that was seven minute workouts and then i would just try and do it every day um and it it was you know it's still just seven minutes I found yeah. I didn't I didn't lose any weight or anything like that no. I just <laughs> was just really tired after seven minutes yes uh, and that was it but I only still worked out for seven minutes so well, I for one am proud of you you put the time in now you're ready to do mm, mm, mm. the bananas podcast uh, how are you 
I'm so great. I so we posted the story. This will probably be two weeks ago. Uh, the woman who was breastfeeding the cat on yes. the Delta Airlines flight. Yes, she was sitting there. She was breastfeeding a cat. If you mm-hmm. don't, and the reason I bring this up is follow our Instagram, the Bananas Podcast on Instagram. We we cover a lot of stories on there that we don't talk about. Basically, anything we put on there, we don't talk about on the podcast. Yes, that one got a huge reaction. But oh, I yeah. just thought we should dedicate today's episode, a solo epi with you and me, to flight attendants and pilots. Yes, and airplane employ air, uh, airline employees who have had to deal with two of the weirdest years of Whew. people being the most confusing buttheads of all time. Yeah, no kidding. And we had a, a Bananimal who is actually a red coat for Delta. Yes. Uh, and uh, they emailed in or DM'd in and actually got like a screen grab of because they know the red coat who had gotten uh, called for the uh, for that Delta incident. Yeah. And uh, and they said it has happened more than once. This is not wow. the first time someone has tried to breastfeed a kitten. And there is, I, I almost mean, did a story. I almost sure. did a story like a couple months ago, yeah. which was, uh, do not breastfeed your cat. <laughs> and it has, to, and there's like full articles that yeah. don't breastfeed cats because yeah, it's human breast milk and it's yes. very bad for cats. Yeah, don't and, do it. I don't know why people are trying to breastfeed cats. It seems insane to me. I've watched my wife breastfeed two children yeah. uh, or attempt to, and they don't have teeth, and it still is an awful experience. Cats have very sharp teeth and yes. little things on their fingertips. Little knives on their paws. Yeah. I mean, guys, let, leave the cats alone. You mm-hmm. don't need to do it, especially not on an airline. And the reason I thought that story was so insane is they asked the woman to stop this and is she refused. She, not That's... only she refused, she said, I'm trying to get it to stop screaming. Oh, <laughs> Maybe totally it's normal. screaming because you're shoving your breast into its mouth. <laughs> Thank you. Nobody's talking about it except them banana boys. Anyways, follow us on the Bananas Podcast on Instagram. That's where you can DM us, too. We post stories pretty much every day. Blee, blah, blah. You've been on social media before if you're a human being. Anyway. Oh, and also, you know what? Go on over. Go on over. Go, Go on, on over. over to our Apple Podcast page. And just give us a quick review. It takes five seconds. It means a lot to us. It it's does. the one way you can really support the podcast, other than, of it course, does. telling someone about it. Um, and we made a handy uh, website for you. Oh, uh, really? RateBananas.com. R-A-T-E Bananas.com. You go right there. Boom. It takes you right to the form to fill out. It's easy. Could it be easier? Uh, yeah, oh. so flight attendants and airline employees. This is for you. Well, this and episode is for you. I also just want to, I just want to a- admire okay. the decision that that woman made, yes. which is like, oh no, my cat's making noises. Yeah. What are I'm what lactating. Are, what are my options? Yeah, what are my do- options? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I could be normal, uh, or I could do the most insane thing that I can do without a prop. Uh, so her. here it is. You ready? This one. This one yeah. was. Uh, this one was sent in by classic, classic copy haste. Is a classic copy haste one. Number one. Uh, it's from BuzzFeed News, written by Salvador Hernandez, who many Ooh. say is the best in the best. Great name. I love Sal Hernandez. I'll give you that, t- that, that headline again. Instagrammers are swarming this turquoise lake. It's actually a toxic dump. Great. <laughs> and there is an... I'll, we will post a photo of this. Yeah. It is 
it's gorgeous. It's <laughs> absolutely it is a a blue that is slightly more turned up than a mm. than a Lake Tahoe, slightly Ooh. more turned up than a Bahamas. Wow. It is beautiful. And there's okay. a guy wearing a Tommy Jeans shirt posing with his muscles. He, I love this guy. So you Here we know go. that's cool. A turquoise lake in Siberia has become uh. a sparkling background for Instagram photos, drawing so many people that a nearby coal plant operator had to issue a warning. It's not a pristine oasis. It's a chemical dump. You cannot yep. swim in the ash dump, the Siberian generating oh, company boy. said in a statement after its artificial lake became a, quote, star of social networks. Yeah. That, of course, hasn't stopped people from trekking to the lake that some have dubbed the <laughs> the Novosibirsk Maldives I for its locals. tropical appearance. <laughs> yeah, I haven't been dubbing it that. So some show up in swimsuits. One couple took wedding pictures there. And at least a handful have ventured into the dreamlike but toxic waters on paddle boards or pool floats. Uh, officially, the Siberian Generating Company refers to the turquoise body of water as the waste site for heating and electrical station number five. Yes. Uh, the water is not poisonous, the company stressed in its statement on June 10th, but it noted that skin contact with such water may cause an allergic reaction. I bet no. you it does a little more than that. Yeah. Uh, it also, yeah, allergic reaction in Siberia can mean hand falls off. That's correct. It also tried to dispel other false rumors, including that plants are dying near the water, that the blue that there is a blue seagull that flies nearby. <laughs> not a good side. These are two not good sides. <laughs> Do not go in this water. Uh, so it just goes on. Oh, here we go. This is, this is the best. And here is the reason that they are posting all of these things. Okay, great. One person who recently posted a selfie there noted the war water was warm and tastes Swedish. Oh, <laughs> but boy. didn't recommend others to try it. It's better not to repeat. There's a woman doing uh, yoga in front of it. Classic. Yeah. There's the there's an Instagram couple. I'm, we'll put a whole bunch of these photos up. Yeah. Um, so yeah, guys, don't do it. Oh, and the, here's a guy. This is so Russian. I wish I. It is. He's on a a unicorn pool float, yeah. wearing a ski mask and nothing else, <laughs> like a full, you know, all all the way down, just yeah. uh, mouth holes and eye holes ski mask. Classic, classic lurker in the night. Classic yeah. Russian. Wow. Oh man, Russians, we love you. I love you so much. We appreciate you. Keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, you're keeping the podcast alive. When I was living in Atlanta, I worked for Red Bull, and uh, one of my one of my coworkers on the mobile energy team, the Met team, uh, was this dude named Yuri, who was, I guess, first gen uh, Russian American, mm -hmm. but didn't wasn't hadn't mastered American English at this point when we were working together. So they would send us out to like one day it was like go find people doing yard work anywhere in North Georgia and pull up. And we had the big Red Bull thing with a giant can on the back, which oh, is yeah. called the Steerwagen. We were in the Steerwagen. It's the Steer. All right, Steerwagen. Right. We probably it was a Ford Explorer uh, truck bed thing. It had about twelve dozen uh, cases of Red Bull in the back, a ton of ice. You would almost would imagine you want to call it the Bullswagen. Do you know what I mean? I like that. The Steerwagen is really not a good version of it. Yeah. They, hey, but then you know, they made it. They created the energy <laughs> they, drink. So what they are, did. you and I don't know. I mean, <laughs> they're the smarties. But So I'm like pulling up, and it's all these North Georgia boys, and they're push mowing and weed whacking and 
grill. And I roll up, window down, I'm driving. And I'd be like, what's up, dude? You want a cold drink? And the guy would be like, hell yeah, I want a cold drink. What is it? And like walk over. And so all day long, I'm just yelling at these guys. I'm like laying into a southern accent. But it's like, really, I'm just like, I bet you could use a cold drink on this hot day. And the guy would like turn off his mower and was like, did you say cold drink on a hot day? And so then we switch. <laughs> After lunch, so I'm just giving out Red Bulls and, yeah. and sugar-free Red Bulls. And then Yuri's driving. And Yuri just, he pulls up. The window is cracked about two inches. So it's not <laughs> even all the way down. I can kind of understand what he's saying inside the steer wagon. And he pulls up to these guys that are just like North Georgia. Yeah. And, and he's like, hey, fellas, how hot out. How about that cold drink? And they're like, What? <laughs> And I'm like, roll down your window, roll down your window. I'm like, fellas. And he's like, bet a cold drink on this. I bet you could go for a cold drink. And they're like, what are you saying to us? They were like, it was like we were attacking them with the steer wagon. And I would just jump out and reach in the back. I'm like, we're giving out Red Bulls, which you weren't ever supposed to just say. They're free. Take them. You had to make it seem like we were picking you out of like the ether and you were so Uh important. But he did it all afternoon. I was like, Yuri, roll the window all the way down. <laughs> Say, hey, guys, can I talk to you for a second? Start with something easy. <laughs> but instead it was like hot drink, <laughs> cold day. Cold men <laughs> want a hot drink. <laughs> I bet you could go for a hot Red Bull. You're like, you're blowing it, bud. You're blowing it. I was like doing it was like watching it was like Cyrano de Bergerac. I'm like behind him speaking redneck and I'm like, don't he's a nice boy. He's a nice man. Talk to me. I know the stuff. <laughs> oh, that's so that funny. I oh, that. I love you, Yuri. I uh speaking of jumping into toxic uh, waterways, that has okay. been a hobby of mine for a very long time. Intentionally? Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, I was giving you an out. <laughs> nope. Intentionally jumping in. It's, uh, I don't know. There was like, you know, I was obsessed with, um, psychogeography back in yes, the early 2000s. And yeah. we would always do these long walks, these 24 hour long walks around different cities called the yes. 24 hour road trip. And I would end each one by jumping into some, like some city waterway that everyone was okay. like, you do not want to get in that water. Okay. Uh, so I've jumped in the East River. I've just jumped in the Hudson River. Yes. Uh, I've jumped in the Sheep's Head Bay. I've uh-huh. jumped, and this was one, we were doing one in Philadelphia. And so it was like three in the morning, bars have closed. And uh, we're just hanging out on the uh, Schuylkill. The mm-hmm. Schuylkill? I think it's the Schuylkill. Not Sounds the school cool. kill. Yeah. It's spelt Schuylkill. Sh- Schuylkill. Mm-hmm. River, the Schuylkill River, and uh, Schuylkill River is very, very dirty. Um, and is. where where we were was uh, pretty like high up. It was a um, uh, like a like dirt, and then it came to like a a berm that was wooden, and yes. then towards the bottom it was kind of like covered in barnacles and stuff like that. Sounds safe. <laughs> and so I just jump. And it's like dark, <laughs> and I just jump in, and I'm like swimming around, yeah. having a good time. And then I realize, like, oh, I'm I'm stuck yeah. because it's like maybe eight feet uh-huh. up to get to uh, the to get out. That's and, scary, um, by the way. That's really scary. Yeah, it's an industrial waterway. Yeah, that is not at that's night. Scary. Uh, and uh, and so all of these like these 
Philly bros are like, they've just been like hanging out nearby, drinking 40s and like throwing them into the river or whatever. Of course. And they're like, they just go into like fireman rescue mode. <laughs> That's what they're there And for. they like, they're like, come here, bro. Come on. I got you, bro. I got you. And I have to like swim and like kick my legs to like get my arms up enough. And then they yeah. just grab my hands nice. and they just yank me out of the water. Super easy. Yes. And because it was so easy, and this is why I am a piece of shit, or at least I really was in my no, 20s. You're not. Okay. I said, thank you, turned around and jumped right back in. <laughs> <laughs> and then these guys were like, fuck this piece of shit. Like they yes. were so mad. Yes. They left. And then it was just the people who were like, you know, a bunch of people who are interested in psychogeography who yes. do not have a lot of, uh, historically do not have a lot of upper body strength. No. Famously, <laughs> famously not hitting crunch at 24 hours a day. Yeah. So after I swim around for a little while longer, then it's like, oh, it's time to get out now. Yes. Uh, and so now was like this, like this battle of like climbing along uh, like razor sharp barnacles oh, until God. like th- people could grab me and slowly <laughs> slide me, scraping my belly across all my my just my soft white belly yes. across all the barnacles onto the dirt. Uh, but it didn't. It still didn't. It doesn't stop me. It didn't stop me from. Nope. I got into the uh, the Illinois River. Been oh, in the yes, uh, Chicago River. Yes, we did. It was been hot. in the Mississippi River. Oh, God. Say what you will about bros and F-boys and bullies, but they are great at pulling you out of bodies of water. It's really true. It's one of their main positive skills, I would say. It's probably their best skill is those guys. Yeah. And also, those guys are telling your story their whole life. That was the greatest thing. They save somebody's life, and then you jump back in. Yeah, yeah. That's why they wear the baseball cap backwards. It's so they can they have more room to see <laughs> down below. You know, you don't want to get that cap in the way of seeing where you're rescuing someone from a body of water. Yeah, and don't you do that thing like I haven't been to the the gym since the Great Quar began, but like even at the gym sometimes, you know, there's always sort of the aerobic room and then there's like the weightlifting room. Yeah. There's like the free weights room and then the machines room and then like the treadmills and ellipticals and stuff. And sometimes I would watch the guys, mostly guys, um, that just lifted weights the whole entire time. And I would imagine scenarios where they would need that type of strength, and you just named it. When yeah. they're doing that thing where they're holding the two dumbbells and they're just hoisting them up past their shoulders and leaning forward, that's yeah. you. That's me. That's that they're like, you. I might have to rescue a psychogeographer out of a body of water someday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh boy. I don't miss it. I don't think I'm going back. I think I'm a long walks guy. I think I'm a hikes guy. I'll do some push-ups around the house. I'm a yes. long walks guy. Door to shore, long walks. miles, nothing. It was nothing. It has inspired all I want to do is walk. I'm trying to find seven Beautiful. hours to like just like have nothing to do in seven hours so I can go on a seven-hour long walk. Like that's yes. all I want to do. I love it so much. I also, know. in that day, like what? We left at nine. We were done by five or something like that. Yeah, we were lazy too. Like we yeah. stopped a few times. We, we stopped, stopped a few times. Peed. We bought a shot of tequila. We walked slowly, and I think we both 
we bur- I burned like 6,000 calories or something. <laughs> yeah, I bet more than that. I took 42,000 steps. I took a photo yeah. of my watch, and I, a lot of people are like, I did 10,000 steps, and I always just hold it. It's like my, it's like my <laughs> ace up my sleeve. It's like, Scotty, what's the longest you've ever walked? I'm like, oh, you know, 42,000 steps, and then directly into the Pacific Ocean. That's the thing. Like, I, I want to now sign up for marathons and just walk them. Because, like, that was so nice. you train for a marathon for so long and then you're destroyed for like weeks after running a marathon and if you just walk it the next day you're just fine you're just fine yeah i I might have said this on an early episode and not to bring up another red bull thing what's on the top of my head but when i was doing it in western mass i went to an ultra marathon where they run a hundred miles straight (laughs) they don't stop and it was off it was off road it wow. was an off-road wow. mount. So I think there were less than 20 runners. Let's say yeah. there were 15 men and women doing this. Um, and our job was to basically find them because they're so staggered. They all start at the same time, but to run 100 miles overnight, you know, some people are run an hour overnight. ahead of other people. Wow. Yeah. And so our job was just to go, do you want a Red Bull? And like everybody said yes, every single one, which was rare because at normal marathons and stuff, people are really, con- you know, they're eating bananas, they're drinking just water or electrolytes and and but the everybody there just needed sugar no matter what so they were like is there sugar in it and then you would open it and hand it to them and they would drink it and throw the can back to you and then so it ends and i see this guy um we, we get back in the car on mass pike and we go to a uh, rest stop and i see one of the runners there he's still got his bib on skinny guy older man well older than for me he's probably late 40s um and he's just it reclined in the passenger seat window down. His wife was getting gas or whatever. I was like, hey, did you just run that marathon? He's like, yeah, dude. I was like, did you finish? He's like, I did. He's like, can I have like four of those? And I was like, sure. So I gave them to him. I'm like, so what, what does this do to you? He goes, well, I sleep for at least 48 hours, usually 72 Whoa. hours after Whoa. the race. He just goes Whoa. into his bedroom. His wife handles life and the children and everything. And he just passes out for over two days. Oh, my God. God. So I was like, those will keep you up. He's like, they won't. <laughs> He's like, no, dude, I really, I do won't. wonder, like, um, now that the time has, your time has passed with a Red Bull, in the middle of a workout, if you've been running for five hours to drink yeah. a Red Bull, yeah. I am, I'm counting, there's a 20 minute mark where you just yeah. go, oh, bad idea. Yeah, <laughs> just, cramp. just like all the chemicals just attacking your body because like everything is so open at that point. Yeah. If you mixed it with a ton of water, it wouldn't be bad for right. you. But yeah, I don't even know if you really <laughs> want to be drinking carbonated stuff. Like Carbonation? Remember yeah. All Sport? All Sport was a, an energy drink that had carbonation it was carbonated gatorade basically <laughs> and everybody be like this is good then you run the first lap at soccer practice and you're like barfing in your mouth and you're like nah. <laughs> shaq you can save it anyways uh, you want us to tease you into a little uh oh, commercial you, break with our wonderful sponsors this one's from aaron erdman oh yeah look you at this a copy haste and yeah. an aaron erdman i switched my i switched my stories to make sure aaron gets on the scoreboard uh Idaho man makes 2,919 consecutive catches while juggling axes. <laughs> and on the 2,920th, <laughs> cut off his foot. <laughs> we'll be back with Hananos.
folks, we are back. Scotty, do you have any shout-outs right now? I got a few. I got a few. I got a few. I'm going to start with a saddish one and then build up from there. I was going to shout-out Winter the Dolphin, who passed away a couple weeks ago in captivity. I think one of the volunteers at the Marine Center, they said all everybody treated her beautifully, and sadly, Winter... The dolphin has passed away. Winter, oh. we hope you get all the sardines you can handle mm-hmm. in the great ocean. R.I.P. Winter. Anyways, back to the happy. Happy birthday, John Milheiser. Our good oh. buddy, John Milheiser. Hey, John. Right Live alum. He's a good buddy of ours. We love him very much. Happy birthday, John. Happy birthday to Greg with three Gs. You can guess where they go. <laughs> Two at the end. Uh, <laughs> G-R-G-E-G. Um, from Ryan. Greg dragged his wife to the indie show. No, don't drag your wife. <laughs> the band yeah. boys don't say drag your wife. Yeah. Just, or or just come alone. You don't have to come. drag anybody anywhere. I hope she likes. You it, will make friends. You will make friends at a banana show. Yes, the Bananimals are super nice. The live shows have been incredible. Um, and I'm hearing that Greg and Ryan are getting mat- matching bananas tattoos, and they Ooh. are going to send us pics. Nice. So we like that. And my last one is happy birthday to Jason from Stacy. Day one Bananimals, who came over from My Favorite Murder, like so many of our beloved murderanas or banana renos or whatever we're calling them uh murder bananas um jason is born this we might be a little ahead but he's born on christmas day that's got to be not fun when you're a kid yeah Mm -mm. unless you're the new messiah but anyways jason and stacy thanks for sending the message happy birthday christmas boy jason um and just one quick one Sure. Alexandra Constance, uh, she she sends me stories on Twitter, um, which I do not encourage anyone to do except for yes. Alexandra, okay? Because uh, Alexandra does not have uh, Instagram, sure. but always just send it to the Bananas uh, Podcast Instagram, guys. Yep. Uh, we got to keep we got to keep things organized. But uh, Alexandra, I wanted to say happy anniversary oh, from nice. Alex to Chris. Happy anniversary, guys. Uh, that's on live. December 16th, so I don't know when this will come out, but we'll Probably see. right around then. Probably right. right around then. All right, give me this story, bud. Idaho man makes 2,919 consecutive catches while juggling axes. This was written by the best in the business, Ben Best in the Business Hooper for UPI.com. When I get up, I turn off the alarm clock, and I scream, Alexa, what is on UPI.com this morning? Uh, really? What I do is I wake up and I say, hey, Siri, give me all of Ben Harper's articles. Stat! <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, an Idaho man with a talent for breaking Guinness World Records recaptured one of his previously held titles by making 2,919 consecutive catches while juggling axes. I mean, that is really impressive. I mean, Are you kidding that's me? That's crazy. Yeah. David Rush is his name, which is a great name for this kind of person who has broken more than 200 Guinness World Records to promote STEM education. Previously held, yeah, not bad. Previously held the record for most consecutive axe juggling catches in 2018 when he achieved 839 consecutive catches. What a paltry number. Rush's record was beaten in 2020. People had time to do this shit in 2020. Yeah, (laughs) no kidding. I'm going to juggle axes. If Until you didn't I get, get a it right. hobby last year, that's on you. We had a lot of time to get hobbies. Um, he was beaten in 2020 by a Utah man named Benjamin Snow, 
who completed 937 catches. So Rush said he wanted to completely crush Benjamin Snow's record oh. for his latest attempt. It's the old, it's the classic Rush Snow rivalry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he managed, so he his latest attempt, he managed 2,900. So again, the one that beat his was 937. Then he comes and does 2,919. This might be an unbreakable record. Oh yeah. Also, it's it's is it it did he want to crush him because the guy went and beat his personal record? Is there so. amongst Guinness Book of World Record people like a an animosity towards someone who beats your record? I guess there must be. You got to be determined. You got to have some serious discipline, right? Because there is no reward. No. <laughs> For not even a game, not even breaking, a show. for breaking a Guinness Book of World Record, other than a byline in an article on UPI.com. That's so it right. must be all about personal, uh, personal pride. And I guess this it, it was personal for, for Jeffrey Rush, yeah, for Rush. So Rush uh, did crush him. Uh, so, how long do you think it would take? This is interesting. How long do you think it would take to juggle 2,900? 19 times almost 3,000 times so, so uh there's three axes or four axes I think that he's it's juggling three I three think axes three. so let me see one two three four five six seven eight nine ten i would say so that's three thousand i'm saying it's a little under one a second so three let's say three let's say five thousand seconds sure uh, or no, less than five thousand seconds. Yeah. Probably like two thousand five hundred seconds, which would be uh, two two forty. Would it be two hours? Well, it's interesting because he did it in twenty one minutes and eleven seconds. So he must have been, <laughs> he's he was really hurrying. <laughs> yeah, Benjamin Rush. He he hurries. Uh, also, Rush I probably says, am really wrong in my head math about that. I'm actually going to see what two thousand five hundred right seconds divided by sixty equals that. Oh, it's 41 minutes. Okay. You weren't that off. I, I think was that's off pretty by good. half. Hey, when it comes to half, if you're off by half when you're juggling axes, you've had a pretty good day. <laughs> so, uh, he, yeah, he recaptured, and there's a celebration on Guinness World. Oh, he did it on Guinness World Records Day, which was Wednesday, November, oh, I don't know, 18th, maybe. Uh, I'll have to look that up. But yeah, I agree with you. There needs to be you. You don't make money. You you yeah. get in the book. The book is cool. Or I'm sure it's a more of a website thing now. But yeah. they should have a parade, or they should have a festival where all the people that break it in a year show up and do the dumb thing they do. I mean, in this case, it was for STEM. So we gotta we gotta support. Oh, of course, one hundred percent. I think I called him Benjamin Rush. It was Benjamin Snow and David Rush. I, so. I called him Jeffrey Rush. So yeah, we're we're all, all across the board. <laughs> yeah, and Ben Hooper wrote the article, not Ben Harper, who sings "Steal My Kisses." That anybody that went to college in the late nineties, early two thousands had to pretend to like that guy. Oh, he I don't. Wouldn't have a girlfriend at all. <laughs> I definitely said Ben Harper when I made my joke. All right. Well, I'm proud of him. He did it. It's yeah. done. I um this one clicked in right away for me when I was living in Brooklyn when mm-hmm. you were living in Windsor Terrace mm-hmm. one day I was walking over towards like a uh, Flatbush and Vanderbilt yeah. over near uh, Prospect Heights I'm walking along Prospect Park West and I see a guy I went to college with that I knew a little bit named Mike Mike's a great dude I he might listen um he might be a bit animal and he is standing there and he looks shell shocked middle of the day like not even middle of the day 11 a.m. And I was like, hey, Mike. Like, he didn't even recognize me. Yeah. And he's like, hey, Scotty. I'm like, are you all right, man? He's like, I can't find my car. 
and which you know you get towed a lot in New York oh, or man. like you park. It's kind of, you can lose track. Oh, you're yeah. like, am I on Seventh Street or Ninth Street? Like you can get turned around. So I was like, oh, I'm sorry, dude. Uh, and I didn't know if he was on drugs. I didn't yeah. know if he was like hungover, but he was just. But he looked. He was kind of well dressed, and uh-huh. I was like, "What's going on?" And he just snaps out of it. And he goes, "I just played golf with my boss and a client," and I was like, "Oh!" And he's like, "I bought, I bought a new driver, and just for this to like look like a big shot, to like run with the big dogs." And I swing my driver on the first hole, and I guess I teed my ball up too high, and I hit the ball with the shaft, and it just snapped the head off his oh, driver. No, no. So this new five hundred dollar driver, he's trying to look cool. Five hundred dollars—that's how much golf clubs cost. Yeah, an oversized driver is usually like three hundred. Uh, I guess it could get up to a thousand if you're not good at golf. Oh my god! So he feels like a jackass, and the boss makes fun of him instantly, and the client like they laugh and they're like, "Whoa," you know, like, and he's just red faced, and the client says to him. You can use mine. It happens, blah, blah, blah. And Mike swings it and hits the ground no. and breaks the head no. off the guy's golf club. No. No. off of two drivers in a row, <laughs> including the guy that they were trying to schmooze and win over. Oh. He said it was a different club. He, the guy was like, don't tee the ball up so high. So he teed it down lower. And then when he swung through, he just hit the grass before the oh. ball, snapped it off. So $1,000 of golf clubs oh, is dead instantly. Oh, no. And so he hadn't lost his car. His wife shows up in a taxi, this really great woman, Heather. And she's like, hey, she's like, your car is like right down there. He was just so upset. He couldn't like even remember where he had parked. And she's like, hey, Scotty, he's he's fine. And they just walked away from me. And I was like, this oh. poor bass. I thought it was going to get fired. Yeah. He, yeah. And he's I in know. his 20s. Like there's, yeah, he probably 20s. doesn't have a lot of money. No. Oh he was so overwhelmed, he couldn't remember where he parked because he broke back-to-back golf heads on a <laughs> golf driver. And I was like, dude. Where, where is he playing golf in Brooklyn? Probably in Queens there was a course. Oh, I don't okay. know. There must have been a... Yeah, I mean, there must have been a course somewhere in Brooklyn. I've never understood golf, and uh, I don't think I ever will. We'd be but, funny caddies, though. You and I would be very funny caddies. Look, you know what I like about it? I like to walk. Yeah. Still, I, I'll go walk on a golf course and I can skip the ball part. Yeah. And your mat, you just proved your math skills. So when they're like, how far <laughs> is that? We'll be like, it's either 150 yards or 1,500 yards to the pin. So swing hard. <laughs> I'd like to. I'd we should do. We should do wolfing, where we where we get a tea time and then just walk it. So it's walk golf. Boy, I love that. Wolf. I love that. I like a one Bloody Mary. I enjoy one Bloody Mary. Yeah. After that, what are you doing to yourself? It is. It's it's too much. It's one too rich. Good. One's one a is very nice. Are you ready for another one? Hit me. <clears throat> this is fun. Snow I actually prefer the other okay. title. Oh, no, I don't prefer the other title. Oh, okay, here like it is. Titles. Uh, this was sent in by Olivia Hosselton. Sounds She's uh, on Instagram as at uh, Hassenfluffer. Uh, here cool. it is from the New York Times, written by Alyssa Luckpat, the Great best name. in the biz. She's awesome. Snowstorm leaves dozens stranded for days in a remote UK pub. 
A crowd had gathered on Friday night to listen to Noasis, (laughs) an Oasis tribute band. Snowasis. On Monday, most of them were finally able to go home. Incredible. Uh, So just to just to be clear, every Bananimal I think sent this in, but I first saw it from Olivia. So thank you, Olivia. Yeah. Up on a hill in Yorkshire, England. Sounds like the beginning of a. A fun song. Yeah, fair tale. A crowd filled a pub on Friday to listen to an Oasis tribute band inside the pub. The Tan Hill Inn. The beers were cold. The fires were warming. And the musicians were electric. Thank you, Alyssa Luckpet. That's what it takes to get into the New York Times. All right, folks? Best in the biz. But outside, the winds were howling and the snow was swirling. The pub patrons knew the forecast was dire, but not so much that piles of snow as high as three feet would block the pub's exits, said Nicola Townsend, the inn's general manager. After the tribute band Noasis finished its set, the local authorities <laughs> said it was no, not safe to drive home, Miss yeah. Townsend said on Sunday night. So the patrons, the band members, and seven inn employees stayed the night. And then another. And on Sunday night, wow. they stayed another. All right. Though the roads were not safe to travel, a group of off-roaders took a couple of parents home to their young children, Miss Townsend said. Oh, my God, what a nightmare. If you had, you're just like, ah, we're going to go see Noasis. We're so psyched to get out of the house. Yeah. And then you get snowed in. And what could be a fun hangout in a pub for three days, it becomes a terror-stricken ride home Mm -hmm. to get to your young children. I can only imagine. Mm -hmm. I feel like I would be in that situation. A local mountain rescue group also helped evacuate a man who needed medical treatment. Uh, from an ongoing condition. The group of 61 strangers was down to about 50 on Monday morning. Again, it is, they saw the show on Friday night. Yeah. Um, A few hours later, a a snowplow finally passed through the area, allowing a majority of the people who had been stranded at the pub to begin their journey home. By Monday evening, even the musicians had found their way home. Noasis has left the building, the band said on Facebook. Uh, two guests remained at the pub on Monday afternoon, Miss Townsend said. Young, quote, young girls who are not confident to drive on the roads as they are, so they'll stay tonight and go home tomorrow. Uh, that's what she said. Okay. Yeah, uh, not us. Not us. Miss Townsend. Say youthful women. <laughs> exactly. Youthful women who would prefer to hang out some more. Miss Townsend, go. who had been chronicling the pub's ordeal and news coverage of it, said she was planning on a decent night of sleep tonight. Guests were emotional as they said their goodbyes on Monday. Hell yeah. Quote, because we've had such a good time meeting new friends, getting to know people, to pass the time, they took pub quizzes, watched movies like Grease and Mamma Mia, sang karaoke. Okay, you're losing uh, me a little bit here. <laughs> I like Mamma Mia. Grease, ain't, it's not for me. Grease is the funniest movie because everybody that's supposed to be in high school is 40 it's years 40 old. 40 years they old. They look older than us. I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> Uh, lots like of Oasis idea. at the moment, she said, adding that the pub goers have started calling the tribute band Snowasis. Pretty good. Got it. Yeah, heard um, it. Band members had to cancel performance somewhere else on Saturday. Oh, no. Uh, though, those at the pub enjoyed a few beers, but no one was getting, quote, loud and drunk, Miss Townsend said, because they wanted to be respectful of each other. Um, yeah, they were all like crammed into the lounge. They slept on sofas on the true. floor. Employees Dream supplied with the mattresses, blankets, and pillows. Kept the Love fireplaces this. roaring. Yes, you're just stuck in a barn. It's there's it's a winter wonderland outside, Fantastic. 
And oh, it's wonderful. You have three no nights. Three, three nights. nights. Heaven. I, if you go, hey, we're going to be here three nights. You can drink as much as you want. You're going to meet new friends. We're going to sing. I'd be like, perfect. Night five, the murders begin. Night yeah. five, people stab each other in their <laughs> sleeping bags. But those first three magic nights. <laughs> oh, man, it looks beautiful. Um, here it is. Okay, here it is. Miss Townsend said, for the most part, everybody seems to be really quite happy. Of course, because they are stocked. The, the pantry the is best. stocked for the winter. Yes. They have, is, they have unlimited alcohol. Dream come true. Quote, the best way I can describe it is it's like a, being at a party with all your friends, she said, adding that the inn would not run out of food because it stocks up for the winter. Those gathered shared roast dinners, beers, and even a buffet on the house with lots of different picky oh, bits. hell yeah. Whatever the fuck that means, we you strange. Picky bits. You UK people. <laughs> oh, man. What the hell could lots of different picky bits mean? Does it mean hors d'oeuvres? That there are I a lot of hors so. d'oeuvres? I think okay. you nailed it. It's their poo-poo platter. Yeah, we had a lot of different picky bits. <laughs> Hello, sweeties. Oh. You lord, you lunatics. So we will always remember this group of amazing people who came together. Here's the kicker for you. And we'll stop reading this thing. Anyways, here's Wonderwall. It was <laughs> <laughs> also Oasis is such a like a UK like the UK oh, yeah. loves Oasis in yeah, a way the that Beatles I of England. Oh yeah, the, they're <laughs> 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 here. It is. It was not the first time people have been snowed in at the inn. Ms. Townsend said this all also happened on New Year's Day in 2010. I'm this going. is. This happens so often at this place that Waitrose and Partners, a British grocery chain, filmed a commercial at the inn in 2017 featuring snowbound patrons enjoying a meal together. I'm going, man. I want to go. I'm going. I want to go to this inn. This inn is on my 2022 vacation list. What's the name of the inn? It is called the Tan Hill Inn. And it's in Yorkshire, England. I will let you know this, Scotty. Okay. Uh When you see the photos of the snow... You can still see the grass. <laughs> oh, so they're just very bad at driving over there. They're I just don't very think useful. That, I just don't think that they're used to having a, a lot of snow. So they people just were just like, home. yeah, people were like, shut it down. <laughs> Let's keep drinking. <laughs> yeah, that could happen. I want to go. I want to go to this place so bad. Maybe I won't go in the winter. Maybe I will. Maybe I'll yeah. go New Year's Eve next year. Or maybe we show up, you and I go together, we just do an impromptu Bananas Live for whoever wants to come up there. I love that. If Oasis can sell it out, if or would it, no Oasis, <laughs> Banana Boys, we could put 20 butts in those seats. In Yorkshire, England? Yeah, I think so. If you're, if you're yeah. from the, if you live in London, let's say the majority of our listeners in the UK are probably in London. Yeah. Would you go to Yorkshire to see the Bananas? Let let us know. Podcast. Message Let us, us know because we will come to this place and we'll. If you, or if you're in Oasis, you can be our opening act. Oh man, this reminds me of a snowstorm, and this is the last time. Sadly, I think this was the last time I really felt this. Okay. And I love the feeling of being snowed in. I yes. love it so much of just being like, there's too. nothing we can do. You know, we're stuck, especially if you don't have anything like that, like like children or something where you have to get to them. But it's just right. like, well, I guess this is what we're doing now. And it was start drinking. It was picky uh, bits. get the picky bits out, honey. <laughs> I was in college uh, and we lived in the dorms and me and my four friends, Hank Baker, John Paul Ameni, and Matt 
um, for some reason, Matt Kalinowski Great had name. all decided to stay at, in in our dorms over Christmas break, which yes. no one ever did. Yeah. Uh, so we, I like, I went home for Christmas, saw my mom, and then came back like the next day after Christmas. Sure. And then we were just in the in the dorms, and we started just getting into like this crazy routine of like only waking like waking up at this. like 5 p.m. I love this. going down to the dining hall oh. eating dinner for breakfast and it's then empty. staying up all night long oh. and then uh, we would have breakfast for dinner and then go to bed sleep all day and the night is so long because it's like the middle of December right Dude, I and love then this. a snowstorm hits in Baltimore oh. and it is just it, it's just my car. My car had a, a Honda Civic, mm. uh, 1992 Honda Civic, there. and it was just covered. Mm-hmm. Like I just I could identify that like it was there. The yeah, you I could, could see, see like I remember where I parked and it was the mound. So then we just got a um, a uh, trash can because we just didn't think to go and buy. <laughs> Buy a shovel and then just use trash cans to just smart. scoop it out, scoop yeah. it out, scoop it out, and then like got it scooped out enough. But then the, yeah. the the roads weren't plowed, and so then we were just stuck. And it was it was the it was the best yes. feeling. We didn't right. have a we didn't have a fireplace or anything. Yeah, we maybe had, but we had a record player and we had beer, and that's and it was just like oh, I want I want that feeling so bad again someday. Oh, I love that. I totally can relate to that. And also being on an empty campus when you're still a student is such a magical feeling. It really too. is. Yeah. Yeah, that's so fun, man. I. It's the best. I got a, I have a really, well, I could tell a very, 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 very abbreviated story. But basically, I went on a ski, uh, a ski trip with like Catholic school when I was in sixth or seventh grade. And it was a full coach bus full of kids from different, I guess, churches or Catholic schools or whatever. I knew a couple people, but uh, I ended up staying with a couple guys who were going to be my friends. We get snowed in. There was a blizzard. This Where is, is this? Where is this? This is in Seven Springs, Pennsylvania. No, mm. Seven Springs. West Virginia. Uh, so, but huge snowstorm, like 50 inches overnight. Crazy. The bus tried to get up and slid back down twice. Oh, and they, oh, you know, oh, yeah. Whatever saint, whatever the patron saint of buses is, was not paying attention that day. Yeah. So we all go back. We all call our parents and all of our parents, Western or Western Union, or I guess they just called the hotel and gave credit cards. And so then we all had tabs. I'm talking sixth, seventh, eighth graders. I'm talking the girls have hit puberty. The boys are all pipsqueaks, myself included. Uh-huh. It was the most. It was the most adult thing. It was college. I was yeah. in college for three days. You would <laughs> ski with your friends in the <gasps> deep snow. It snowed oh. the whole time. Oh my god! Come eat any food you wanted for as much as you wanted. We got room service. There were kids from other schools that we were hanging out with. There's this one kid that would set up the billiard table. There's a huge arcade game room. You know, you're eating curly fries. Just you know, picky bits. Just plates of curly fries just, left. Just right so center. many picky bits. Jesus, we were running out of ketchup. We had so many picky bits. <laughs> um, and you know, playing games with your friends, it was incredible. I had this little crush on this young person, Steve. If Steve Sandamont, who I shared a room with during this, if you remember that person's name, let me know because that was it was like fun to have like a uh-huh. forty-eight oh, hour yeah, romance when you're yeah. not doing anything. Your mm-hmm. second base feels very intimidating at mm-hmm. that age. Um, but it ended like when the snow melted, the feeling of disappointment when they were yeah. like, probably going to leave tomorrow morning. It was devastating. Yeah, I right? was more upset about that than graduating college or high school. Like, <laughs> both of those, I was like, I am out of here. This has yeah. been fun. Smell you later. But um, <laughs> the only other weird detail is like there was this guy that I knew 
and I um, he went to a different school. I didn't know he was going on this trip. And I knew he was on the coach bus, but we, we had grown up together as little kids, and then we didn't see each other at, until this point. And I'm walking down the hallway after, like, skiing all day, and I pass him. And I, like, do that thing where I look up, and I realize it's him, and then I'm like, do I say anything? And I didn't say anything. I take two more steps, and then I'm like, I'm going to turn around and say, like, hey, I'm going to use a fake name. I'm going to, hey, Billy. And I turn around, and he's standing there with his middle finger up to the back of my head. So when I turned what? around, I turned directly into his middle what? finger. It was the to this day, it's one of the most haunting things that's ever happened to me. And and you didn't say anything, not, nothing. What like so what happened? I, so then I was like, "Hey, what's up, man?" And he's like, "Whatever," and like walked away. I think he was so furious. I I think my friend group that I had made in that circle, including this very cute young sixth grade girl when I was in sixth grade, we were like, I think we were having more fun than everybody, and maybe he felt left out. Oh, um, wow. but I went to turn and say, "Hey, like, be the be the bigger child and say, hey, we we used to go to the ocean together.'" And I, I'm telling you, his middle finger was fully like he was just <laughs> flipping me off, walking away, and I looked right into it, and I was like, "Okay, not everybody's gonna love you in this world." So. <laughs> Whoopsie Daisy. Whoopsie Doodles. Uh, I will he, say the one thing that this also reminded me. Oh, did geez. you have did you have more to that no, story? No, no, no. no. Um, that's a th- great ending. That's a great ending. Um. <laughs> Was that I remember the first time going to the the only like I had a th- this kind of almost similar feeling. Uh, the first time I ever went to Edinburgh for the okay. fest for the festival, yes, we love it. Uh, I was there with the Neutrino Video Project, um, yes. where we did a very experimental type show and lost ten thousand dollars, but had a lot of fun. And it was the last night of the festival. So the festival shuts down. It has been a grind. For those of you who are not familiar with Absolutely. the way Edinburgh works is you, you, you do 27 shows in 29 days. You have two days off. And it's just like, go, go, go. You're like flyering all day long. Incredible. And then you go and do your show. And then it's you the get best. very drunk at night. And then you wake up late and you flyer all day. And you, do, you just do it. It's just like Groundhog Day. You make a lot of friends. I'm in my mid twenties at the time. Yes, sir. And uh, and it's the final night. Always the bars would stay open until five in the morning, so it was very normal so to fun. stay up and stay oh. up until like four or five in the morning with so everybody. Fun. But then it was like the last night, and we were like with all these people from the venue, these Scottish people, um, yes. who were like, we're like, we're not going to bed, and everybody's <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> and we had our flights later in the day and uh and so there's what you could do was the festival venues would close at 5 a.m and there was one pub in edinburgh that would open at 6 a.m okay uh and it was in like the old town so it was very like you know it, you know it's just very medieval feeling and whatnot yeah it's pretty cool. um and so you just had to like kill time from five to six, which we Absolutely. did by just like uh, rolling down a hill, uh, like <laughs> legitimately rolling down a hill for an hour. Uh, and then at 6 a.m. this bar opens and it is immediately packed. It is. I've never. It's still dark out. OK, oh, it's still dark out. And the place is just packed with kids like t- kids in their 20s just like we're drinking more and it was like that feeling that we're like we're like all that. in here for forever this is never gonna end yes it was so fun everybody's flirting with everybody else yeah, and then exactly and it was just like just so joyous and then we walk out at like 
8 a.m. and people are just going to work and it just feels you're just like, yeah, we did it. We've lived finally on our last night in Edinburgh. That's the best. It was so wonderful. You and I went to Edinburgh and we went to Star Bar almost every night. Remember Star Bar? Uh, I think That's so. The one that plays ACDC almost exclusively the entire <laughs> oh, night. Oh, yes. It yeah. was that rock and roll bar that everybody's like, don't go into those annoying fringe bars. Go to Star Bar. And yeah. you end up there, and it's just a bunch of old rockers. I love that bar. We went there many, many nights. People started to know you and Kristen were performing. And um, Glenn Wool, right? Yes. Wasn't that Glenn, Glenn Wool. Wool was with mm-hmm. us a couple times. And there was a woman there named Ruth. And you were, we were all sitting at every, we would see this woman every night. And uh, she started joining us. You know, there everybody's just smoking like chimneys inside. Yeah. We're drinking. You and I were drinking Monkey Shoulder, mm-hmm. two ounce pours. Yep. And because we couldn't get drunk on one ounce pours, so we're yeah. just drinking double blended, Monkey Shoulder, yeah, dunk, which is Scotch for those of you who are wondering. Blended Scotch, I think. And we're just going hard. And Ruth is sitting across from me, larger than life personality, raspy voice, and she just keeps saying things. All of us are just shooting the breeze, and she keeps saying things like, "Ah, oh, you're, you're a." You're a flirty one. Oh, like to me, and I wasn't flirting at all. And she's like, oh, somebody's going to have to take care of this one. <laughs> like, just keep saying all these things all night, and we're all laughing, telling stories, telling stuff about the, oh, you, oh, you're a troublemaker, this one here. <laughs> and I'm like, Jesus, this is getting like, now I'm starting to feel a little unsafe. And then at some point, <laughs> you or Kristen goes, uh, Ruth, it sounds like you want to kiss Scotty. And she goes, I'm not going to kiss him. This is my husband right here. And the guy sitting next to her was the husband. <laughs> He's just been nodding, staring at me the whole time. Like, it's incredible. I didn't just get punched through the head. She was just drunk and like hitting on me right in front of him. And I was like just being polite, being like, well, I don't know. I guess I'm like a little trouble. Okay. Just trying to talk to the comedians that I came with. Oh, somebody's going to have to teach you a lesson. Okay. Okay. I guess I do need to learn. That's my husband right here. Uh, I miss her. All right. You want one for the road? Yeah. Let's do one for the road, folks. We didn't do an animal one today, did we? We didn't do any animals. Look at that. No animals. Natalie underscore BK sent this in a while ago. Natalie underscore BK. We hope you're still a banana. Seals. Remember what they did, but only for 18 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) Michael Marshall wrote this for newscientist.com. None of that old scientist BS. Wow. Grandma's scientist. Seals and sea lions can remember what they have just done and repeat it on command if they are asked to do so within 18 seconds. Oh, my God. The findings suggest they have at least some form of consciousness since they are seemingly aware of their actions. Quote, all, all the species we tested could do this, said Simeon Smelly. I swear to God, his name Our, is what? Simeon Smelly. S-M-E-E-L-E. Smelly? Smelly. I don't know. At the University of Southern Denmark, uh, Smealy or Smelly and his <laughs> colleagues tested seven captive animals, a gray seal, two harbor seals, a South, a South African sea lion. They had all been previously trained to perform actions like waving flippers on command. Cruel, don't make them do it. Uh, they were first taught a new command that meant repeat what you just did without actually specifying what the action repeated was. And they were given a fish when they learned to respond to the right thing. However, simply learning to repeat the action isn't enough because for the animal, uh, the animal could just be responding to the command. So it could just wait there and ask for the fish like waving right. flipper. 
to make sure the animal was not doing this, we did double repeat, said Smelly or Smealy. In other words, <laughs> the animal was uh, commanded to perform a task, then told to repeat that task, just said repeat it, and then told to repeat it again. On the second repeat, simply remembering the previous cue, repeat, would, would not help the animal. So they, they basically would have to be like, okay, I'm doing the same thing over and over. Oh. And then to make it harder, the team, you know, make it harder on these poor things. Yeah, of course. Because the make seals are the seals are interested in this. Yes, make it hard. Yeah, they they're definitely into it more than just the fish. Um, the team started putting a delay of a few seconds between original action and repeated commands. The animals became less and less accurate with longer delays, and after eighteen seconds, were no better than chance. Wow, yes. interesting. So I wonder for yeah. humans. I wonder for humans how how long it is. I bet you it's not. I bet you it's maybe just a couple minutes. Do you know what I mean? If like yeah. you watch an action that's like even mildly complicated and then three minutes later are asked to repeat it, I don't know if I could. I don't know. I guess it depends on if what, how difficult the action, how complex the action, right? And like, also just depends on how tasty that fish is, you know? Thank you. And what kind of fish it is. Yeah, cocktail or tartar. You never mm-hmm. know. Um, and then the only other interesting thing I'll drop in here is that so far we only know two other species uh, – that remember their actions, bottlenose dolphins and monkeys called southern pigtailed macaques. Really? Along, they can re- they're recognized for their intelligence and they can remember their actions in much longer increments. So you can say, go do that thing again and they'll remember it much, much I later. I got a question for you, Scotty. The, sure. the person who named the macaques, were they, did they know about the macaws? Oh, wait, macaws are a birds. bird. Yeah. Ah, I thought that they uh, were a monkey. All right, yeah. so macaques thought... are monkeys and macaws are birds. All right. Yeah, well... Well, we all know that whoever we all know whoever named a sea lion has never seen a dog. So, God, they are cute. I do like them. The puppies of the sea. Mm. This has been another thrilling episode of the Bananas Podcast. Thank you to Katie Levine. Thank you to Lisa Maggot. Thank you to our benevolent overlords, Karen and Georgia, and thank you to everybody who came out to our live shows. They rocked. They're so much fun. I can't wait to do Chicago. Chicago's our last one for 2021. It'll probably be over by the time this comes out. That's right. We'll um, see you in Chicago. And uh, we're going to see you in North Yorkshire, wherever the hell that is, next year. We're, we got to go to that inn. Tam Hill Inn. I'm down. Tam Hill Inn. We love the Tam O'Shanter. We're going to the mm-hmm. Tam Hill Inn. Keep sending those stories. Keep sending in the hashtag unexpected bananas to Instagram. Well, thank you, Scotty. Thank you, Curdy B. Bananas. Bananas. This has been an Exactly Right production. Produced and engineered by Katie Levine. Theme music by Kahan. And all of our artwork is done by Travis Millard. You can follow us on Instagram at The Bananas Podcast, where we post stories every day and things that we don't cover on the podcast. Listen, subscribe, and please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. And if you're interested in advertising on Bananas, please email us at thebananaspodcast at gmail.com. That's thebananaspodcast at gmail.com. 